0: scared you know you're you're facing the end of your life are you scared and she looked at me with a smile and she goes no and I had one more question I had to ask her to ask her to be honest I said grandma are you excited She's the most devout person I had ever met. She was full of the Holy Spirit and love and mercy and generosity. And I looked at her and I said, are you excited? And with a big smile on her face and tears rolling down from her eyes, she said, yeah, Jacob, I am. You see, for her, death meant eternity with her God. There was no fear there. And from that moment, what I witnessed in that moment allowed me to no longer fear death. You see, when you witness and encounter God over and over and over again, you can't help but acknowledge He is good and He is faithful and He is right there when you need Him. I've witnessed countless things. I've witnessed depression, anxiety, poverty, addiction. I've witnessed His provision, but above all, I have witnessed His presence in every aspect of my life. And I think that if you're really transparent, if you really do an evaluation of your life, you realize that God has sustained you and He has brought you to this service for a reason, for a purpose, and God wants you to witness something great. When we say that we bear witness, what we are saying is that in all of life, we see God at work in both the joy and the pain. Psalms says that he is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear. Jesus was sent for one reason. He was sent to bear witness to us the things of heaven. This is why he was often found in things like, the kingdom of heaven is like. You see, his goal was to say, I've witnessed heaven. I've seen heaven. I've seen God. I've been with the angels. And I'm coming down here to tell you what it's like. You see, he witnessed to us so that we might witness to others the goodness and the glory of Christ. Of heaven. That's why he says, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Because the hope and the thought was that through his witness, we would become witnesses of the kingdom. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind and he taught people what to look for. When we witness, our objective is to teach people what to look for. I have a hard time believing there's a pessimistic Christian. There's too much goodness to to walk around defeated and negative and, and worried. God is too good. So what we really need to do with our witness is we need to shift people's perspective to see things from God's point of view. So that they might encounter God. Our job as witnesses is to teach people what to look for. In doing so they come to see the goodness of God and their eyes are opened. We are to invite people to witness the works of God. Now, I have no desire to watch LeBron James play. Just no desire. But at the same time, if you came to me and said, Jacob, I have two tickets to go see LeBron play, I'd go. Because it would be fun to witness. And even though I like Jordan more, I can't argue he's statistically one of the best players to ever play the game. And it would be cool to one day say I saw him play. But what if we began to shift our focus as a people of God and invited people to church and said, Hey, I want you to come to church. Why do you want me to come to church? Because I want you to witness something awesome. I want you to witness and encounter the movement of the Holy Spirit in a way." I want you to witness fantastic music. I want you to witness good preaching. I want you to witness fantastic child care and the way they care for our children. I was thrilled today as a pastor and as a father. In of all this transition, one of my biggest concerns was for my children, my five-year-old particularly. But I knew things were good when she came in today and she goes, I can't wait to see Miss Tara. You see, when we invite people to church, what we are doing is we are inviting them to witness something fantastic, something miraculous. Now, if we invite them go, hey, you want to come to church? It's cool. What do you guys do? Well, we sing songs and listen to a dude speak. No one wants to come to that. But if you invite them and say, you will witness and encounter the Holy Spirit, and you need to experience that. Well, what have you witnessed in church, Jacob? I've witnessed people being healed, delivered, saved. I've witnessed the miraculous, and it's all happened in and through the body of Christ. And I want you to experience it. I want you to witness it. Yeah, but I was hurt by the church. I'm a pastor's kid. Totally feel you. I've been hurt by the church. It's okay. We still love one another. My five-year-old has hurt my feelings. I still love her. But we're inviting people to belong and witness something spectacular. I've also learned that we have to position ourselves to witness something awesome. You see, my father took us along everywhere he went in ministry. And I can't tell you how many things that I've witnessed by mistake just tagging along with that. You see, if you want to encounter God, if you want to witness the goodness of God, you need to position yourself around other believers. You need to position yourself around church people so that you can encounter God. That's why we invite people to church. That's why we want you to be a part of our community here. That's why we want you to go to Fall Fest on 29th at 330 why? Because you, we want to give you opportunities to witness something fantastic. We want to give that to you. I invited the youth group on Wednesday night to Sunday morning. I said, you guys need to be at Sunday morning services. Saw some of them here. I, I don't know if I can see all of them. but I said, you need to experience God. And every week, this, I mean, we experience God, but this is where the body comes together, and we experience Him in a fresh way. And I want that for every one of my youth group kids. We want them to witness and experience the love and the joy and, the, and feel the passion and the fire. Can we give a round of applause to the praise team? I mean, how blessed are we That you can go four weeks in a row and see about 20 different faces rotating through a praise team. That's a blessing. That's something that I am witnessing firsthand for the first time and going, man, this is awesome. God is working. And I want other people to witness it too. And so when we talk about being witnesses, all we are really communicating is you telling other people your story about how awesome God is. You need to read your Bible. You need to know Scripture. You need to be able to answer some of their questions. But first and foremost, they want to know what you have. If you're so excited about it, tell them. So what do we do with this? So what do we as believers do with this information? First, we must shift our eyes to the things of God. When I was young and when I was immature, bad things would happen, and I would say, woe is me. Lord, why did you do this? I'd point the finger. As I've matured, I've learned to shift my eyes, and I've learned to shift my focus, and now when bad things happen and trouble comes, I get before God on my knees, and I say, what do you need me to learn? Where am I not enough? What do I need to change, Lord? To make this a better situation for those around me, for myself, what needs to change in me? You see, as believers, we need to shift our focus so that we may witness and encounter the works of God. As we, here's a, the here's a miraculous thing. As you shift your focus to the things of God, He will begin to reveal Himself to you to where you will witness more and more of His Holy Spirit and more and more of His goodness. But well, you got to position yourself. you got to posture yourself. Humble before an almighty God. Are you looking for the things of God on a day-to-day basis? That's the first thing you need to do. If you're, if you're a, a professing Christian, each day you need to wake up and you need to say, all right, Lord, what do I need to be looking for? What are you trying to reveal to me? Second thing we need to do as believers is we need to seek the Spirit. We must seek the Spirit. Acts 1.8 said this, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses. If you don't have a desire to witness, the issue may be a lack of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life. And so the first place I would start is if I struggled with my testimony, if I struggled with my witness, if I struggled with inviting people to church, the first thing I would probably do is get on my knees before an almighty God and say, Lord, empower me with your Holy Spirit so that I may go out into the day and I may, and, and I may tell the story of Jesus in my life. The Holy Spirit needs to dwell. He brings that hunger and that thirst. And so you need to seek the Holy Spirit. Because he will bring the power. He will make us witnesses. Third, we must understand our story has power. Your story is so powerful. And you might not think about it. In fact, you might not think about it or you might bury it. Right? Well, I'm going to dig a hole, this is my old life, I'm saved, I'm never going to talk about the past again. Yeah, but that story that you're trying to bury away has a purpose. And it has a connection to other people. And so by burying your story in the dirt and going, well, that's the old me, I don't talk about that anymore. That's robbing other people of hearing your testimony, of hearing your authenticity, of hearing, of seeing transparency, of seeing that you weren't always perfect. People need to see that. One of my favorite passages of scripture, and, and uh, our people from Hope Central probably get tired of hearing this because I say it a lot. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony. But if we don't share our testimony, we aren't overcoming. We need to keep sharing. Why? So that we overcome and so that others might overcome through and by us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are witnesses. We've witnessed the goodness of God, and we need to tell people about it. Everybody familiar with jumper cables? I meant to get jumper cables, and I forgot to grab them. Everybody's familiar with jumper cables, right? Your car dies, you got the jumper cables, red on red, black on black, and, and your car is charged up and ready to go. And, I, and God willing, if you're a believer today, I hope your, your, your spirit is charged up and ready to go, Right? Right? Now, if you drive by a car that's broke down and dead and and needs a jump, are you just going to take that perfectly good battery and those perfectly good jumper cables and just drive right by? God willing, hopefully you stop and you plug into that dead battery and you bring that battery to life. There's a whole world out there that is spiritually dead. And they need the spark of the Spirit that dwells in us to energize and revive them. And our witness does that. Our witness does that. God's been so good to us. Too good not to believe. And so we must share that. Obviously you think he's pretty good, you keep showing up. Now you need to go invite other people. You need to position yourself to counter some people. Proverbs 12 25 says this Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. The gospel, the word gospel means good news or a good word. The cure to life and the cure to all of life's suffering is a good word from God. That, that is the cure to all of life. And so what Jesus did is he put a good word into the life of the disciples. And then those disciples, as witnesses of God, went and began to share the good news, the good word, with the lost and dying world. Your witness, your testimony, your story of of repentance and restoration, that is a good word. And people need to hear a good word. My good word for the day is that he's too good not to believe. My good word of the day, as the song will say here in a minute, is that we serve a God who turns graves into gardens. And if he can turn graves into gardens, then he can restore and remake and empower you to be witnesses for him. But he did not save you to have you sit still. He saved you, he redeemed you, he restored you so that he may put you on mission, that you may be witnesses of an almighty God so that when you get to heaven... One day you can stand before God and stand before your loved ones and go, I was there when God did this in my life. I was there when God delivered the broken. I was there when God saved the lost. I was there when God delivered the addict. I was there. My prayer for all of you is that you will all be there with me and with Jesus and with a good God in heaven, it is the good news of Jesus Christ that he came to tell us what heaven was really like. And if you lit him, he will turn graves into gardens through your life. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
1: never enough. And you came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied. Here in I'm Better than you, there's nothing, better than you, Lord, there's nothing, nothing is better than you.